I assume you know where you're going because I have no idea. I do. Because <laughs> today we are druids. In cars. Going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> druids in cars going to Dairy Queen. Let's get out of the house and maybe have a thinking we could talk about today is how we got through the pandemic and retain kind of our um, our ritual work and the things that we did and how we kept saying because this particular idea of going out and getting something to eat and getting out of the house uh, came from one of our listeners, Nack, who suggested that uh, we rework the theme song and uh, thanks to Mike Beershank for reworking the theme song for today's episode uh, to be Druids and Cars going to Dairy Queen. Now Dairy Queen is not a sponsor of this um, so this is not product placement but it does scan really well. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> so and we're using the term keep us sane very loosely, right? We really are, I think. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel like I necessarily came through the whole process of the pandemic completely sane, but that's okay. I don't think we had to. There was a lot of cooped upness. There was, especially for those of us with kids. Oh, yes. There was a point where they just completely shut down all of the outdoor play areas in the middle of spring. No playgrounds. Ah, I was... Backyards only. Yes. Not even backyards with friends. Nope. So, we did our best. Uh, and and we, we kind of managed to, to fumble through it, I suppose. I mean, we're here now, so... We are here now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we started off the pandemic by kind of ramping up some of the, the ritual work that we did. So we did things like uh, a series of at-home rituals. Like, we did... I'd say you and I doubled up on all our high days because we had the Grove ones, but then we also did one that we live-streamed for, like... Everybody. Everybody at large. Yep. The The intent there was was we figured that there were groves out there that couldn't meet, they didn't have the tech, and so it would be, you know, it, it was incumbent on uh, those of us who did to create some space for folks. Yeah, and we did it for the first few high days after things kind of went down, um, and at that point it seemed like lots of groves had figured out their tech, and yes. we're starting to step back into that, so we were able to comfortably step back. Yes. Um, having filled that hole while that hole existed. Which was good, because I think by that point we were ready to step back. Yes, I... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and we kind of kept doing things as we went. I mean, it, it, and it we tried to, to stay creative with it. So last year, um, I, I live-streamed for the first 100 days of the pandemic on Facebook. And that was a new thing for me. I ended up having to learn all sorts of new tech on the fly. Yeah, but it really served you well as things went on. It really did. It was it was a good choice. And then 
There was the Animal Crossing ritual. I loved doing the Animal Crossing ritual. We should probably do that again anyway. I, I did a couple of them. I think we only streamed one of them, but I did a couple. It was really fun, like, both the experience of setting up my grove in my Animal Crossing island, but then also inviting other druids to come pray with me so that their little avatars, everyone got dressed up in their ritual best. Their avatars were either in togas or, like, fancy dresses with flower crowns. It was great. So everyone wore their ritual best, and uh, we, I had a script, and... We all joined, I think, like, via Facebook voice chat or something. But, um, so I'm reading through the ritual and going through the motions. I'm in my custom-made priest outfit, including stole. <laughs> and, uh, the really cool thing was there's this, um, feature where you can type, like, short little messages to each other. And it pops up on everyone's screen. And so we would do, like let the gates be open and there were several people who typed in let the gates be open so it popped up on everyone's screen and it was just a really cool like call and response thing in in-game world yeah and you ended up doing uh you even found a way to do divination which i thought was <laughs> fabulous yeah so i so in animal crossing new horizons there's um a whole bunch of different flowers that you can plant and become hybrids and stuff so what I did was I looked up the Victorian flower language and found what what plants existed in Animal Crossing that also existed in the Victorian flower language. And they all have keywords like hope or strength or friendship or whatever. And keywords are great for divination. <laughs> so I buried them all in the grove and didn't pay attention to where I buried them. And then had other people go stand on the little X for where things were buried to answer each of our questions, and then I dug them up. And so we, we pulled, like, purple hyacinth from one of the omens, and it worked out really great. It did. It was fun to watch. And we'll pop a, the, the YouTube link, because we streamed live so that folks could watch. And we'll put the YouTube link up on uh, in the, the description so you can watch too. There's both a trailer and the, the actual YouTube Oh, we event. did do a trailer, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, well, we had to advertise it, yeah. right? Um, you were kind of limited in the number of people you could have because Animal Crossing limits how many people can yeah, show up Yeah, you can only island. have eight people visit your island. So I had to make sure that I only invited eight people in person. But that's why we streamed it was so that other people could like partake of that without either without owning the game or not overloading my my invite list. Yes. Um, and we kind of scrambled to get all the tech situated because this was a brand new thing for me was streaming video games. I'd never done it before. <laughs> uh, but it worked out pretty well. We, we had you down in the corner live so yeah. that people could see you and then we had the game stream behind and it worked out I think very well. Yeah. I, th I thought it went really well. I was very surprised at how well it went. Um, pleased. Yes. <laughs> I, I love how those things kind of work. So that was, so, so trying to figure that sort of stuff out was, was one of the ways that we sort of fed our own work, um, during that, that stay at home process. Yeah. And it was really great because the, one of the things I've experienced is that virtual ritual does almost nothing for me, like on a personal level. Um, I just have a really hard time connecting but the combination of leading a ritual and actually having people attend that ritual in a way that felt um, 
intimate and like they were actually there really kind of bridged that gap for me. Yeah, there's a lot more interaction with avatars yes. than there are with tiny boxes. Yeah. Tiny boxes made of Drew. Little Drew is made of electrons. <laughs> so, figuring out ways to sort of bridge the technology gap, I think, was a, a big part of how we managed. The other thing that I did was I, I sent out physical mailings. I got some of those. They yes. were, even though I knew they were coming, they were really nice. They, I, I've, I've, I actually created a, a set of cards um, and had them professionally printed. The first set was not professionally printed. It was just done on my printer and I, I handed some of it. Um, I think I drew everyone in the grove a sigil at one point <laughs> and we just kind of worked our, our I kind of worked my way through how to do this and it was a fascinating thing to try and work through because we don't write letters anymore and trying to figure out how to create a physical connection in the pandemic was an exciting thing for me as well uh, it, it was different and new even though, you know, when I was a kid, I used to write letters all the time. I love getting mailings. So I subscribe to a couple of Patreons where I get physical mailings. Uh, one of them is for Melissa Hill, who's Dandelion Lady yep. on Patreon. And she includes with my mailing uh, just a little handwritten note. You know, it's not huge. It's in like a two by three card um, that she sends with whatever I get for my rewards for that month. Um, and it's really nice to have that connection for being involved in someone else's work. Yes, I get the same thing, actually. I am also a patron, a patron of Reverend Hill. Uh, and it was, it was very nice to get that connection uh, each each month, each month, each... Each month-ish. Ish, yeah. I, I'd never... Time had no meaning during the pandemic, so I don't really know how often anything happened. Um, but, yeah, and I've got a couple more Patreons as well that I'm part of. Um, Ashley Briner's uh, Firesided um, is one of them, and um, I know that my wife does the latest Kate. I do the latest um, Kate as well. Which is also really nice. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of them out there that are, are good and they send physical things. And I send a couple of physical things out to some of my patrons as well. Mm -hmm. um, even though I don't have a mailing tier. Uh, and, and that was another nice way to connect. Yeah, having physical touchstones. Like when you're in person all the time, you don't really think about it as much. But when you're suddenly cut off from everyone... Um, having a physical touchstone means a lot. Yeah. And, and you, you don't have to have a lot of sophistication with it, I don't think. Any grove can do that. They can just create something to send out mm -hmm. and send it out. And here's the other key thing that I've sort of learned is it doesn't take a pandemic to, to make you do that either. Um, I, I've been looking at the, the cards that I've got and, you know, I, I created get well cards and quarantine cards and things like that. And now I have them. And so now when someone gets sick, I have a card to send. Right. 
which is really nice. Yeah. We also managed to find good ways to kind of get get together and connect on individual levels, I think. We were often outside um, and not in large groups, but like you and I mm-hmm. formed sort of a pod yeah. for our families so that we could safely gather. Um, and we did that with a couple of other families as well. Yeah. It, and that was a really important, I know once we hit like week seven or eight, my, like my mental health had tanked because I'm a very extroverted person and like not having anybody except for my children all the time <laughs> was like, I was not okay. And so by the time we, we potted up and things like people had started to figure out, like if I have my safe bubble and it's really small and no one exists outside of it, then we can manage that. Um, so that, that helped a lot. Um, but it also allowed us, you and I to do more stuff, more stuff because we could be in the same location. We could. And that opened up a lot because we, we, we work very closely together. We always have Mm -hmm. in this grove and, um, figuring out that, you know, this work is going to be important to us. We need to maintain it. I think was a big part of... Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could... I could have maintained my level of priestly work without being able to bounce things off of you and having just proximity of you're doing this work and, oh, that gives me this idea so I can do this thing. <laughs> um, we we bounce each other we do. very well. And, you know, it, it gave us an opportunity to, again, stretch our, our muscles when it came to, to tech or new ideas mm-hmm. or trying to, to figure stuff out. And it's not like we bounced everything off of each other. Um, but I don't know. I bounced a lot of stuff off you. <laughs> <laughs> but we were there for mutual support is what, how I mean to finish that I'm sentence. the oversharers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I bounced just about everything off you. <laughs> and, you know, t- today we're still not in a place of fully open everything because we are now stand we are sitting in the drive through line at Dairy Queen and my word is it long. It is really long. Like they, they have completely reconfigured their drive through. So, so we're going we can to have circle the whole building. <laughs> twice, in fact. It's more of a U shape really than a circle. You two U's, I guess a W? No, not really. Um and uh so we're, we're still kind of in a space right now where, you know, mask mandates have ended. We have vaccines. Um, we're, we are both vaccinated. Our whole family is as much as can be because we have kids under 12 um, are vaccinated. And so even as we try to move back toward normal, there are still things that aren't. And I think it's going to be that way for a little bit. Yes. But things are opening fairly quickly at this point. And, I mean, even the Grove is trying to figure out the balance of when to open and and when not to. Yeah, and I think right now, you know, we're still scheduled to stick to our our hybrid style of things for at least the next few high days, just because of location reservations more than anything else. Um, But we've also been chatting about, like, when do we start potlucks again? Or are we just going to continue with grab and go? 
Um, like when do we allow people who are vaccinated, who we know are part of the Grove to not mask? Like there's all these fuzzy lines that we're trying to navigate as things are slowly um, expanding. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the big things that we've basically settled on is once we've scheduled something to be a certain way. So like we scheduled uh, our bell 10 to be hybrid. And then we scheduled summer solstice to be hybrid before things on the ground changed, before mask mandates ended, before mm-hmm. all this stuff. And we said, well, we made a choice. Once it's scheduled, we've stuck with that because we don't want people to like think that they were being able to go and then all of a sudden be like, whoa, that's outside my comfort zone and now I can't. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to, to be upfront and, and stay consistent with what we say. And that's helped a lot with a lot of the questions that have come up. So when, when something changes, you know, Ohio's mask mandate ended, I think, on June 2nd, um, we were able to say, we know the mask mandate ended, but these are the rules that we had put in place for the next high day. After that high day, we can look at we'll the re- following. Revisit. And, and that has been, I think, the easiest thing for the officers because we're not constantly responding to questions right (laughs) i also think it's just like it means that we're gonna be slower to to do things which my anxiety is really okay with like i would rather be on the slow side of things than too fast Um, yeah and i mean my own anxiety i i have learned is actually not that bad i thought that it would be worse um but i am not by nature, a terribly anxious person myself, but I figured that I would be very slow in this, Mm -hmm. but it turns out that I'm not actually, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very comfortable right now being unmasked. I'm very comfortable, um, being in the presence of people whose vaccination status I don't know, but I also recognize that if we're going slower, it allows for other people to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's far more important to me than my own it doesn't make sense for me to assume that other people are going to go at my speed it makes sense for me to say let's just go at a slow speed and let everyone catch up yeah it's kind of so in my my like village close group of friends um what we've kind of been doing is whoever is the most cautious among us that is who we're trying to um adapt to Um, which is, is working well, you know, and we're a close knit group of friends, so there's not like people complaining about it or anything, uh, crazy, but, um, it's worked well to make everyone feel safe and to have people not feel excluded based on their own comfort level. Right. And I think that's a really useful thing is the, there are, there's no good reason to leave people behind in this process because, we were all in this together for a year and almost a year and a half now. Um, it doesn't make sense right now to just say, oh, all done, leaving everyone in the dust. It makes a whole lot more sense to continue to be cautious and careful for their benefit mm-hmm. and to hold on to them as long as we can. I think especially as, as Groves, because we are obligated to public ritual yes and so 
part of that, which we talk about fairly often, is this idea of accessibility and making sure that your rights are accessible to everyone, no matter their limitations. Um, and right now, some people's limitations are, I'm not comfortable in a space where I don't know other people's vaccination status. Yeah. And right now, we're doing the best we can to kind of and, honor that. You know, and it's not all about comfort either. Some of it is legitimate health concerns. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I've got a, a type 1 diabetic kid. Mm -hmm. And he's too young to get a vaccine. So we're, we're if he want, if he's going to go to ritual with us, then the rituals have to still be social distance. They have to still, you know, to some extent be masked. Um, even if we know the vaccination status, because there are other kids who are under 12 there too. Yep. They can't get vaccinated either. So um, there's a lot that goes into it, but being slow and steady and, and concerned about how everyone is feeling uh, is, I think, the best move that we can possibly have. I agree. Um, but, you know, it's been a good time. We've learned a lot of new things about how we do ritual. And we've found ways to sort of stretch ourselves. Yeah. Which is really nice. And... I think the other part of this is what are we going to take forward from it? So we've, we've learned some new skills. We've found ourselves in new places. What sort of things do we want to keep doing and, and how do we want to do that? So when I think about that, I think about how, you know, we've found new ways to make our rights distanced and accessible to people who can't show up. We've had a lot of people show up from a lot of places mm -hmm. like, all over the all over the world, literally. Yeah. Um, people have dropped into our rights, and I really like that. Um, I don't know how long we'll maintain a Zoom presence necessarily uh, for every right, but I could see us continuing to do that for a right here and there for at least the foreseeable future, if I, not a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah. Especially because people have gotten used to having um, tech and ritual. So it's not that same disruption that it would have been in the past. Yeah, and that's actually one of the, the neat things about doing the hybrid rights is we've actually pulled the tech closer in. Yeah. And that hasn't been disruptive. Like, I mean, it surely would have been, you know, two years ago. Yeah. It, it was disruptive just having a, a camera mm -hmm. out there. Now we get to order our food. I'm excited for this. I have literally no idea, though. I would like a medium Reese's peanut butter cup blizzard, please, and a small brownie batter blizzard. A small brownie batter blizzard. Okay, so a medium Reese's cup and a small brownie batter? Yes. That's 938. Thank you. I think the other thing that I kind of want to bring forward, too, is some of the more creative things that we did, like the Animal Crossing right. Yeah, I would like to do more of those. Um, it's A lot of it is just having that spark of inspiration to make those things happen. Yeah, and maybe we need to, to sit down and brainstorm a couple of those things. Yeah, I mean, and so what I liked about the Animal Crossing right... Um, is while I did do a summer solstice 
Animal Crossing right. I really preferred doing the like blessing right and having it not be a high day, having it be the special purpose. Like that worked much better, I thought. Yes, I think that it did. And doing rights that are sort of off cycle, mm -hmm. I think is really useful. Or doing specialty rights, kind of like what we did um, for right when the pandemic started, we did specialty rights specifically for external folks, mm -hmm. distanced folks. Um, I think that's got a lot of value too. We used to do those with solitary rights. Yeah. Um, I definitely have found, and I think going forward, a thing that I would like to continue is we do high days as a grove and that's fine and that's good. Um, but we, there's not a lot that happens between those six and a half week windows. Business meetings mostly. Yeah. And so, and I always want more ritual in my religion. As do I. I definitely want more ritual in my religion. Oh, thank you. Was it you that I spoke to on the, the thing over there? I'm sorry? Was that you over there that I spoke to? No, it was okay. my other coworker. Okay. We're recording a podcast. Do you mind if we have your voice on it? My voice or her voice? Either one. Um, I don't mind, but I can ask her. Ask her, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get consent. Otherwise, I can cut them out. <laughs> I'm just, like, still hateful. Oh, do you have cards? Is that what no, you're I fishing don't have out? Cards. <laughs> I'm trying to get my card out so that I can pay. Or I had my card out so I can pay. I should give cards out, though. That's what I thought you were doing. No. Don't need to advertise. Hello? Hi. You said my voice? Yes. So we're recording a podcast at the moment, and there won't be anything else identifiable, but would you mind if we included the order over there? on the podcast. Just be audio. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Weirdest question she's gotten all night, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But we are big on consent in this grove, so, you know, I figured I should ask. Oh my goodness, there are so many people in line. Yes. The line is even longer than it was when we got here. But yeah, I like to have more ritual in my religion. Um, and for me, that means picking out smaller things to notice and honor or doing specialized work that's important to maybe just a few people. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that we can certainly um, find ways to kind of dive into that and do not only smaller things, but things that have resonance to particular people or that we wouldn't normally do with a whole grove. Yeah, I used to do um, Hellenic full moon rites, mm -hmm. which were really meaningful. And obviously it wasn't the whole grove who showed up because not the whole grove is interested in Hellenic stuff. Um, but we had a, a pretty consistent, you know, three or four people who showed up and I did them every month and it was it was more meaningful to me than a lot of the grub stuff a lot of times because it was in the culture that I honor most often I think too that it would allow us to dive a little bit more specifically into not only particular cultures but also 
particular deities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also wrote um, specific magical workings for each of those rites that pertains to the deity that we were honoring. Um, but it was like it we could do rites that would be specific to magical practices or have a specific trance journey, which would kind of branch out into those more mystical aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good way to uh, to take the public work and focus it down to those who are interested in it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I have to say, cruising cars going Dairy Queen, success. Yes. Very tasty. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were going to make the next episode, after last week's, all about um, senses and sensations. I have notes for it. That's good, because we're going to need them. <laughs> we got to make sure we don't forget any senses. But uh, as for today, it's all about taste. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back next week with uh, all senses. of our senses. <laughs> I think that will go very well. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.